Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the beat writer and the heart of Giants Nation, Chris Bisignano. Chris, there is a lot of good feeling, a lot of positivity around this team. We talk yeah. about it. And man, nothing uh, exemplifies that more than what? FanFest being sold out. I thought it was a, you know, a Zeppelin concert from the 70s. Sold out in what, like 10 <laughs> minutes, right? Yeah. I mean, can can the goodwill be any higher right now, bud? Yeah, no, it, it can't. Um, look, we, I think everybody thought they were going to have open practices, like six or seven or eight of them. That didn't work out. Um, then they opened up this one for the fan fest, they called it, where they're going to have all kinds of, uh, besides the practice, all kinds of festivities. And But, Jerry, like you said, man, it went from 20,000, I think, and yeah. all of a sudden they had to kick it up to 50,000, and yeah. then they had to stop the request. Wow, within a day, Jerry, right? Yeah. I mean, it was pretty fast. Yeah, it was the same day, yeah. It was the same day. So, yeah. I mean, that goes to show you the enthusiasm around this team, man, yep. from the fan base. And, you know, somebody put on Twitter, it was some kind of some kind of poll or something about enthusiasm towards your teams as you're heading into 2021. And the Giants were right up there. I forget who put that out, but yeah. the, Giants were, the Giants were right up there. Um, and that goes to show you, man, it was 50,000 seats gone. Right in a matter of hours, whatever it was, and Jerry, you talk to fans. Right, we we go back and forth on Twitter with people. You talk to people on at you know privately, Jerry. I'm sure, right, that you yeah. meet or your friends. Yep. And I don't think there's one person I've run into either, Jerry. Either it could be around my neighborhood, it could be on the golf course, it could be anywhere, right, Jerry? Yep. It could be in a store. Yeah. And you're talking giant football. I, I don't think I've run into one person to say, you know what. I'm not really excited about the season. I don't like this guy. I don't like this. I can't find anybody, Jerry. I got, everybody seems to be like so looking forward to the season. It's a lot different than the last few years, too. And Judge has a year under his belt, and you can just feel it. Like the, the fan base, I would say, is 99.9% that Judge is the guy. And the big question is all the time it's, well, what about the O line? But that's it. Like normally it's, <laughs> I don't know about this, this guy or that guy. I mean, what amazes me is Daniel Jones seems to be an afterthought at this point. I, he's not even brought up first. It's, it's yeah, the, I'm really concerned about the O-line. Any concerns about Jones? No. I, I mean, I would say 9 out of 10 Giant fans have no concern with Daniel Jones. And it's, it's the, you know, the, the players that were brought in last year, how well the defense played, and I think Joe Judge, that really has everyone excited. I mean, the defense... Right is load should be loaded and better than last year and they just you know you you brought it up the um earlier when we were talking the 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 interview with joe judge and pete schrager and sean mcveigh like you listen to joe judge how can you not be excited for this season dude yeah i think you hit it right in the head dude you hit it right in the head so let's break down some of the reasons why the enthusiasm is so high yeah right jerry so to me and i think you just led me right into it you hit it right in the head I think the fan base is so in on Joe Judge. Yep. I think they feel, rightfully so, right now at this point, that, hey, we're in the right hands. You know, this guy is going to lead us to where we want to go. You know, if we had a half-assed coach, I think people are like, oh, all right, you know, we might be, you know, 500. Yeah, I feel pretty decent. But I think so many people, the main reason, right, Jerry, that so there's so much enthusiasm is the head coach. I really do. Yeah. I think people look into him and have totally bought into what he wants to do. Yep. If you listen to that podcast from 
Jerry, first of all, talking about the podcast, if you haven't listened to it yet, folks, it's Coach Sean McVay of the Rams with Jerry. I was stunned about it. We just talked about it before we went on the air. Yeah, I thought it was a different Sean McVay. <laughs> right. <laughs> and Peter Schrager, you know, yeah. um, and, and they have their podcast there, and they had Judge on. If you haven't listened to it, I put it on Twitter. It's a must listen. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Um, Judge, and you see, you know, what Judge is about. And, and the detail, everything he did last year, as far as the smallest detail he won covered, to what he wants from his assistant coaches, right? Learning, or everything, the whole philosophy of the building. And you see where he got it from when he's talking about Nick Saban, right? Yeah. And then obviously he goes, I mean, when he was talking about Saban, Jerry, and he was on, on the Alabama staff, and that the whole building knew exactly what they were supposed to be doing. Yeah. And he was so like, wow. You know, yeah. he. Yeah. So what happens? He comes to the Giants last year, and, you know, I was around the building. You know, of course, it couldn't be in the building because yeah. of COVID, but right. you still get a little bit of feel what the hell's going on through training camp through the season. And it's the same way, Jerry. It's like, you know, you talk to players, you know, up through the Zooms or whatever, and they all say, like, everybody knew their role. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Everybody from the towel guy yeah. to the guy handing out the equipment yeah. to the guy making sure the fields were ready, the practice fields, and to the guy, you know, whatever, right? They're handing out the, who's doing Jason Garrett's play sheet, right? I mean, everybody knows their role. Right. And he, I mean, he was taught, let's face it, Jerry, Judge was taught by probably two of the best to ever do it in Nick Saban and Bill Belichick, right? Yes. And Belichick and Saban are best of friends and they yeah. believe in the same philosophy, how to run a football team. And now Nick, excuse me, Joe Judge is bringing that here. Yeah. You know, um, so Jerry, like you said, dude, and, and you hit it right on the head, man. Joe Judge, I believe, has, he, he is the main reason this fan base is so enthusiastic. I know we're going to get into some more, obviously, right? Yeah, yeah. But I think that is the main reason, man. One of the things he said that struck me, and he was so consistent with, like, he just seems to be very consistent. Like, he doesn't contradict himself. Like, right. I, you're good at this, too. Like, we can pick up something that somebody says in a year. Think about a year ago and be like, it's not what he said last year. Like, yeah, you're lying, or he, he's covering <laughs> right. it up. Joe Judge, when, when, he was, when he was brought on, was asked about Daniel Jones. And he had basically no comment. And he was like, everyone's like, oh, that's not his guy. Daniel, they're going to move on from Daniel Jones. Yeah. And it was no, he just didn't know him yet. He, it wasn't fair to talk about Jones. Now you ask him about Daniel Jones, it's like he's talking mm -hmm. about, you know, Peyton Manning. Like he's so impressed with the kid, how hard right. he works, what he's put in, and how tough he is. So I love the fact that he's just so consistent with mm -hmm. his talking points, even over the last year. Uh, it, it's just, he just seems so genuine. And what he had to say about Jones just got me very excited. Listen, uh, Jerry, you know, I've been saying it for over a year. This yeah. organization is all in on Daniel Jones. Yep. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, you, you see some of the people putting it out there. Well, what about Deshaun Watson? Or what about, uh, you think they're going to look into this guy? Or, uh, I've been saying yeah. it, right, Jerry, yeah. for a year. Yeah, this yeah. organization is in on Daniel Jones. Now, we'll see at the end of next year what happens. But I've been saying it. This I just love, I love Judge's consistency with it, though, because early on, yeah. he just was like, you know, he would say the quarterback or he, or he didn't bring up anybody by name. And yeah. people were like, oh, he doesn't like Jones. And he just said, he even said on this on the podcast, no, I didn't know Daniel Jones. So I, I love that aspect about him. 
Jerry, yeah, I mean, I was one of the ones that asked him at his, at his first press conference yeah, yeah. about Jones. <laughs> I mean, I, I even asked, I said, you know, Coach, you were on the sideline against him because the previous year they played New England. Mm. And I was on the side, you know, what did you, you know, coaching against him, watching him on the sidelines, what did you think? And he was yeah. like, I'm not going to really pass judgment until I get the know. And he, like you said, yeah. he consistently gave the same answer. Yeah. And of course, that was taken like, oh, you don't like him. And rightfully so. I can see a lot of people saying that. Well, he doesn't even want to talk about this kid, right? Right. And you thought like, oh, okay. You know? Right. So, yeah, I mean, that's, he, he's a big reason why, right? I think the, everybody is has bought into this guy, man. So, um, and that yesterday, Jerry, that po- I listened to the podcast yesterday, you know, and, and and it sums up Jones. Yeah. You know, details, what he wants, yeah. what he expects. Yeah. He, you know, and, and he does it in a way, Jerry, like, let's face it, Nick Saban and Belichick, when you hear them talk, they come across in a very arrogant way. Like, yeah, yeah right. I'm going to do it this way. I'll, you know, you know Belichick, right. Right. you know Saban, you know. Yeah. Judge does it in a way which is like even has a little humility to it. If yep. you only get what you understand. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Like even like he does it in a way like, yeah, I didn't invent the game, but at the same time, he's getting a point across like, yeah, you're going to do it my way. You understand, right. Jerry? Right. Yep. I think that probably has a lot to do with that. The guy is 39 years old, 38 years old. Yeah. Whatever. And he doesn't have the track record Saban and Belichick have yet. Yep. Yeah. And I think he understands that. Right. I think, I think he's a guy that says, okay, I got some Super Bowl rings, and, and I'm from the Belichick saving tree. But he doesn't walk in like, hey, I'm from the Belichick right. saving tree. Right. I know it all. Right. You know, he admits some of the things he could have, you know, he could have done differently last year, you know, and all that. Um, so I think that's what touches people to do. You know, being that younger guy, he connects to the, he connects to these players, you know, um, even more so, Jerry. He can relate to them even more so where, look, there's so many guys, they leave New England's program. And they say the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I respect Belichick. The dude is the greatest ever, but I really don't like him as a person. You know? Yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, you know, I don't like Nick Saban. I mean, you know, a lot of people, yeah, Nick Saban turned me the wrong way, but yeah, we all played hard and we all knew our role and the guy always had us prepared, right? Right, right, right. So this is a little different with Judge where you kind of get to feel like players like, yeah, this dude has us prepared, but we like him too. You know, you know, you know, you know who so, that sounds a lot like to me? Parcells. Yeah, well, in a, in a way, Parcells, because there was guys that didn't oh, they like battled. Parcells. They too. battled, you know? but years later, you look back, I mean, yeah. I love the guy, right? I mean, yeah. every guy every guy we've interviewed has said, I love that man. And yeah. they're better people because of him. Yeah. And I, you know, it's funny, in the in the in my, one of my columns this week, I did all the reasons to be excited about this season, and one of them was Judge. And I made the statement that they have the best – they have the, how did I word it? The, the coach that is the most in tune with his team since Parcells was on the sideline. I'm not saying Tom Coughlin wasn't, but Parcells had something different than Coughlin. Coughlin was a taskmaster. I, I felt like Parcells, I, I just think, I look at, I think most Giant fans do, is Parcells is the greatest Giants coach in history with mm-hmm. all due respect yeah. to Steve Owen, who was, you know, all-time wins for the organization. Yeah. But Parcells is the guy, and he's the, he's the benchmark. And I feel like, you know, Judge especially after that first year, six and 10, uh, you know, a, a whisper of the playoffs. He's earned that respect already. He's done everything he's needed to do so far. And if he takes that next step, it's kind of got, it just has that same feel for me, dude, as a fan. I, I am in no way comparing that judge is the coach that Parcells was or, you know, 
or is now, but I, I'm just saying it, it, I'm, I'm very excited where we are yeah. and that he can, he can maybe one day come close to something yeah. like that. So hey, all you're saying is that you feel he's on a Parcells track. Yes, exactly. That he's going to get to the, where Parcells didn't want to. And it's funny. I feel like I have to be careful saying it. Cause you're going to get, Oh no, no, he's, you're, you're comparing him to Parcells. I'm not, no, you're not, no, right, no, right. you're not, you're not right. comparing, you know, and in a lot of ways, they're the same guy. In a lot of ways, they're totally different. Like Parcells was a psychology master, you know, right. Right. Judge doesn't really play into that like, you know, psychology role. Parcells right. thrived on it. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. Uh, they're both very, very stern. They yeah. were both very stern. You know, uh, obviously, Parcells could be a real, you know what? Yeah. Judge could be, because I see Joe Judge practices, dude. You know, uh, and trust me, he, he gets on guys, man. Yeah. You know, um, so there's similarities. Obviously, some differences, but what all you're saying is that you feel he's on the same track, right? Yeah. I think I'm wrong, unless I'm wrong. Jerry, no, you're 100% that, right. That, that Bill had him on when he and took I, over. You know, and I so. like that Judge, like Parcells, coaches every aspect of that team. Oh, every aspect. I, I, like, I remember, if you, you see clips when Parcells with the Jets, he's teaching Diedrich Ward how to catch punts. Like, you would think yeah. the last person on earth who's going to teach you how to catch punts is yeah. Parcells. But yeah. he's teaching him how to do it. And you see Judge, like you said, at practice – yeah. You know, going over to the defense if he doesn't like something, or going to special teams and offense. Like he coaches the entire team. Oh, Jerry, the entire, and he knows what every damn position should be doing. Yeah, every assistant coach should be doing that. Like, I think we mentioned this before in a previous podcast that experienced assistant coaches on his staff. Yeah, cannot believe how much this guy knows about the game. Right. You know, he's not just an offensive guy, and he, he couldn't tell you crap about defense. Right. Yep. Yep. This guy knows every aspect of every. I mean, it could be like what time the the the, the water guy fills up the the jugs. You know, the give. Okay, that should be a three quarters full at one o'clock. You know, he's one of those type guys. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. So, like you said, dude, the enthusiasm because I think the fan base. Matter of fact, I know the fan base feels this guy's got them on the right track. Yeah. Now, some other reasons for besides obviously the head coach Jerry. I think so many people pumped up that Saquon is coming back. Isn't it amazing, okay. though, dude? We talked about the head coach for 14 minutes and 25 seconds. Like, that's crazy. Anyway, that's how excited we are. Go ahead, bud. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he's one of the main reasons why. No, right? I know. It's just like, when was the last time we could do that? No. <laughs> A while ago, Jerry. <laughs> so, 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 um, hey, so many people pumped up that 26 is back, coming back. Yep. All right. Um. And I'm going to say, Jerry, and I, you know, I put something out the other day on Twitter. Looking at so many plays from last year, all right, and the offensive line, which at times played decent, at times were horrible, right? Mm -hmm. At times were pretty good. Mm -hmm. There were some runs last year between Devontae mm -hmm. Freeman and Wayne Gallman. That Wayne, who did a nice job, did a nice job, mm -hmm. you know. And I always, I always wanted Wayne to play more. I don't know what happened with Sharma. And then even though last year, whatever happened, right? Whatever, I mean, you know, whatever. He, he got his snaps when, you know, all that. But there were some plays, Jerry, that Gallman picked up eight, nine, ten yards. Nice mm -hmm. job. Mm -hmm. That would have been 25 to a home run with Barkley. Yeah, right. And that's not a knock on Gallman. That's just the, the different plays, dude. Uh, you know what I mean? Yep. So you get that back this year where if this kid gets in space, boom. And that, <laughs> dude. What that does to an offense, for an offense, for Jason Garrett, for Daniel Jones, you know, so that that has this fan base pumped up too. Hey, we're going to get Saquon by. Everybody sees Saquon on Twitter. 
Everybody oh. knows hey, he's coming back. Everybody his knows today. Yeah. There's a picture of his legs today. Oh my god. Yeah. You know, everybody knows, you know, listen, this kid looks like he's on track. Might yeah. be a little slow at first. Maybe he only gets 15 touches against Denver, but it's going to be there, Jerry. Mm. You know what I mean? It's going to be there by week 3, 2, 3, maybe even by week 1. Yeah. You know? Yep. Uh it's so that's that has a lot because listen, the kids are home run hitter. Everybody loves Saquon. You saw what he did his rookie year when he was healthy for 16, right? Mm-hmm. And now everybody expects him to be healthy and coming back, and that's huge, dude. Yeah, and, and like you said, I think you said it before, I don't even want to see him. I don't even care if he didn't dress for the preseason games. If he does dress, stand behind every player as far back as you can near the stands. Don't get anywhere near any contact. I don't care if he doesn't play until <laughs> week one. Seriously, like I don't need to see you, Saquon. I'm glad you're doing well. The pictures on Twitter are insane of his legs. I almost feel like he's working out too much because I'm worried about his other ACL. Like, dude, there's just too much muscle in your legs, Saquon. Just relax. Just relax a little. But, yeah, I don't want to see him anywhere near the field in preseason. Yeah, I mean, I thought somebody took some quick shots of me coming out of the gym, you know, with those legs. You know? But then I realized it was Saquon. <laughs> right, you know? right. I was like, wow, okay. All right. Well, we're similar in that aspect, meaning 26. <laughs> Squat Like, day. dude, I could, I could be squatting from now to, like, 2028. 20, I yeah. couldn't get legs like Saquon Barkley. No. I mean, it's remarkable. They, they look like they're even bigger, right, Jerry? Touched by the hand of God is good on sets. So, I mean, so that <laughs> – Yeah, they do look bigger, by the way. They look yeah, insane. they do. They definitely do. So I'll let, you know, I'll let you know in a few weeks when I see him up close, which, I'm, you know, he'll be around if he's not on a field at the time. He's going to be around, you know. So, yeah, um, Jerry, another reason. Let's let's get some more reasons why this fan base is so enthusiastic. Jerry, I, I think Kenny Golley is a reason. Oh, absolutely. I think the fan base says, hey, we got a home run hitter on the outside now. Could go yeah. down the field, yeah. right? Yeah, a number go one. Go up and a get a ball. number one receiver. Yep. And, and, Jerry, you know, you for people that watched it tonight, I was watching the Super Bowl rewind, you know, when they beat New England in 07. Same. Uh, and, and you saw Plax, yeah. right? Even yeah. though Plax was quiet that game. But the idea is that you saw, except for the end, of course, but you saw Plax, and you, I think a lot of people look at Plax, okay, you know what? We got the Plax now. We got that Plax-type guy. Yeah, you know we have I mean? that weapon on the outside. Even if Galladay doesn't burn, and Plax, Plax would burn based on his route running, but speed-wise, Plax wasn't the fastest receiver. He was fast enough. It was deceptively. Mm-hmm. I would call him deceptively fast. He was faster than you thought. He was faster Galladay, than you thought, yeah. Right, and Galladay's not a burner, but he's just so big. And, and Eli, I mean, you just saw how good Eli got in 2005 when he got Plax. Um, it's just Sorry amazing that. watching yeah. that Super Bowl again, dude. Like, uh, Real quick. I know, I know you were watching because I saw you were tweeting it too. The, the, the one play where Eli rolled left and he had Plax, I think I blamed Eli since that Super Bowl for that throw. Plax stopped. Plax hesitated. <laughs> he, that could have been a huge – that could have been uh, – whatever. Yeah. That could have been a huge play. Anyway, I, I, that's no, something that, I noticed during the game. No, that was, that was kind of like Plax, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was all on Plax. Sorry, Lisa, that was on Plax. Or, I apologize, Lisa, that was on Plax. Well, Lisa, what did you expect? Jerry? Was, you know, he's got to take a shot at Eli somewhere. You know what I mean? But, Even that play, he tested right. get on the pool. I was guy, like, you know? oh, my God, that was Plax. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, dude, Galladay. I think it's the whole – you know what? It, it's, it's not just Galladay. It's what he does for the rest of the receiving core. I still think Sterling Shepard's going to lead the team in receptions. He's gonna he's gonna open up things in the slot. Slayton's gonna be a better player for it. Uh, it's gonna be interesting to see what they do with Kadarius Tony. I, I mean, this the whole receiving core because of the addition of Galladay. I am ecstatic, dude. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, yeah. Another reason, Jerry, enthusiasm. Let's go to the other side of the ball. I think the yeah. fan base feel that this could be a top ten defense. Yes. You yeah. know, um, with the addition of Adoree Jackson, 
the safety trio, right? Of Logan, yep. of course, Xavier. I, and I think people, and I know people, I should stop saying think. I know people are so pumped about Xavier McKinney. Yes. I am. What I'm, this kid to bed? Number one on that list. Right? Yep. I think people looked at him at the finish last year and said, wow, we got something here. Going by what you told me in training camp, coupled with what I saw at the end of the season, I, I cannot wait for, to see this kid healthy. Right. And then one guy I keep forgetting about, and I apologize, Chris, for this, yeah. but I keep forgetting about Julian Love. Like, he's a viable option as another safety or slot corner or outside. Like, yeah. we're so deep there. We're just so deep in that spot. Yeah. Like, Holmes and Robinson are seven and eight, and I'm and I can't wait to see all of them. Like, we are loaded in our secondary, dude. Absolutely loaded. Yeah. Um, now, that being said, they have to do it, right? I mean, yeah. we are talking about guys who never made a Pro Bowl either. So right. we have so, but the the potential, Jerry, is just like wow. Off the right? charts. Off the charts. And, uh, the strength of this defense obviously is going to be from the back end, then going up, right? I mean, that's going to be the strength of this defense. So. So people are pumped up about that. You, you, you know, they're pumped up about a Dory coming over opposite of James Bradbury. Yeah. You know, Kenny, we talked about Peppers. I mean, so many people are fired up thinking this is going to be the Pro Bowl year for Pep. Yeah. He's going to get that long-term deal. He's going to be a giant for a while. Yep. Look, Jerry, I, you know, like a buffoon, I, I watch a lot of this stuff from last year, games-wise, and, and Peppers was unbelievable the second yeah. half of the year, dude. Yeah. He was unbelievable, you know? Yep. So people see that, like, oh, you know, we got, you know, uh, this guy could do it all. He go line of scrimmage. He's a hybrid linebacker. He goes back strong safety. You know, you don't really want him back as a deep half safety, but he's not going to be there. Graham's, you know, no, they got McKinney for that. You know, they have Logan for that, you know. So, and you look at the, you know, up front, Leo coming back after having that type of year, Jerry, you know, um, I think people fight about big decks in his third year and these young linebackers and, and obviously Blake. So, Enthusiasm for the deal, you know, Jerry. One thing that deflates a fan base, and I know it deflates us, dude. We, we could be watching a game, right? And when you defense can't stop the run, mm. or you caught, or, or like say Dak Prescott, or, or years ago when Tony Romo shredding the defense, mm. it, it just deflates you. When you go into game after game, Jerry, and you and you know your defense can't get stops, and you know your defense is going to give up four hundred plus yards and 28, 30 points, dude, it deflates you. Yeah, you know, and, it's like oh, yeah. you know, and when you feel like you're out coached every week, it's like I don't feel that way with yeah. this coaching staff. I don't feel that way with I sure as hell don't feel that way with Judge. I don't feel it with Graham. I mean, there were times under I guess it was Perry Fuel where they would run, you know, teams would run the 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 zone read or the read option, whatever you want to call it. Both both of them, right? The we'd fake fake run pass or then just take off, and I felt like. I felt like the Giants were looking at it like the quarterback was like David Blaine and they'd never seen it before. Like, it was like, right. what is this magic you're pulling off? Because we never, they, they must have never practiced it. So I go to, go, to, go to a, a famous line from my dad that he would yell at the TV. What do you guys practice all week? Like, <laughs> I, I just feel like it was like we were overmatched as we were stepping into games. Like, oh, if they, if they run, we're screwed. I mean, you just don't feel that way with this. The, the, the talents there, the coaching staff, I don't feel like we're going to be outcoached and, and look, you know, silly on defense. Right, might get outplayed. You know, right. the other team might have more talent, but you don't feel like they're going to be like, "Wow, this is right. going to be a Seattle game when they rush for four hundred yards." Remember that game years ago, Jerry? That's exactly the one I was thinking about as yep. I was talking about. Right, the Seattle game. I think there was five one hundred yard rushes. I think yes. Russell Wilson had four hundred yards rush. You know, one of those type games. You know, yep. it was like ridiculous. The same play over and over. They couldn't stop it. I mean, it was, yep. a, it was, you know, so you don't feel like that. You know, if you lose, okay, your, your team's better. It ha you know, that's what this league is about. 
you know, so, um, but yeah. There was, a, there was that Jacksonville game. I think Blake Bortles was the quarterback. Yeah. And I'm sure Big Blue VCR is going to put it out there quickly where I think he yeah. ran, he, he faked out the first whole down. Oh, God. At the end of like, the game. Yep. And that was when John Mara wanted to fire the whole world. Yeah. Um, yeah. So did we, John. But yeah, I just don't, I don't feel like we're going to be put in that situation. But you talk about the defense. One of the things, and, and coupled with what Joe Judge wants is, dude, the, the versatility. Like, you look at this slot, right? Who's going to cover the slot? Dude, it's like, well, Holmes, maybe the new rookie, Robinson, uh, McKinney, Logan Ryan's done it, uh, Julian Love. It's like you have so many options. There, this this defensive backfield is so versatile. Um, yeah. It's 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 all I can't it's I can't talk enough about it, dude. It's going to be awesome. I think, God willing, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, and that has you enthusiastic, has me enthusiastic, and it has the fan base, dude. Yeah, very. You know, your enthusiasm is high. So now I get now, Jerry. You get a sense from the fans, right? The followers and everybody you look at social media. And, and a couple of things that they're a little bit like, uh, about is what? Yeah. Obviously, the offensive line. Yeah. Right? Some people, even Daniels, you always get somebody like, well, I'm not sold on Daniel Jones. Right? Mm-hmm. You, you get sure. some people that. And, of course, Jerry, the other one is, uh, could we get rid of Jason Garrett? I mean, is he going to do number, his I think you know that's I mean? number one. So that's the things that a lot of people are like, well, Jason Garrett, you know, I'm not, you know, what are we doing here with him? You know, right? Uh, and the offensive line, which we've talked about numerous times, right? Yep. Um, you know about we're concerned, right? Yep. So, but overall, Jerry, unless I'm missing something, is there anything else that we're missing that people are so pumped up about with this team, dude? Going I, into twenty twenty, I'll say this not as a shot to anybody, but people are psyched even about Kyle Rudolph. Oh yeah. I'm not taking a shot at Evan Ingram. I'm just saying people are excited about the insurance. More than he's more than an insurance policy. He's a red zone threat. Mm -hmm. Uh, He fell out of favor in Minnesota. Um, It was what was he asked to do too much blocking? I think that was my brother-in-law. That's what you said. My brother-in-law's a Viking fan. That's what you said as well. Uh, I you know that's another guy, right? Who they've brought in? Um, Yeah, just that's another one that came to mind. Jerry, Kyle Rudolph has like 47 or 49 touchdown receptions like 40 of them now i'm not exact i don't have the exact figure in that and i'm not going to look it up right now but like 40 of them i'm i'm, I'm definite though, i'm right around the number yeah. is in the red zone dude the same all right yeah. i mean that's something the giants really when's really the last need. time they had a red zone threat like that i mean yeah. odell doesn't count he was a threat all over the field no odell was a threat all over the damn place yeah you know um you know think about it I'm sure we're missing something, but King Knicks, Kevin Boss. Oh, I don't know. I'm trying to get a fade guy. Yeah. So, <laughs> plaques. <laughs> yeah, right, right. That's what I mean. So, right. Uh, so now you got this guy, Jerry, a tight end in the red zone. You know, they could really count on. They could go up and get those 50-50 balls. You know, um, so he could be huge, man. But that, I, I saw that statistic the other day, Jerry. I was like, wow. Yeah. You know, that, that's unbelievable. You yeah. know. So obviously that's what he was brought here for, too, dude. Provide yep. some blocking, which he's a pretty good blocker, Kyle. Notre Dame, uh, Notre Dame guy, so you know he's solid fundamentals. Oh, but you know? I mean, the, the brain's on the kid. The brain's on the guy. He's probably off, off the, the charts, charts, as usual. Right. Right. Um, and, and and obviously the red zone threat. So people, that's a good point, Jerry. You know, people look at, hey, we got Rudolph over here to help us in the red zone, mm. right? We got Kenny Galladay to help us all over the damn field besides the red zone. Let's not forget Galladay for the red zone, right? Right. And now we draft, we bring Kadarius Tony in. But he's going to bring so much, you know, to this offense. 
And then, of course, Slayton and Shep. And people look at it like, man, we got so many weapons. You know, please, offensive line, hold up because we could do a lot of things. Right. Do you think do you think a guy like Rudolph could get Evan Ingram going better? Do you think, like, obviously this is Evan Ingram's, he's got to prove it this year. But what what is your, forget about what you hope, what's your prediction on Evan Ingram this year? Jerry, look, uh, my prediction is going to be the same old Evan Ingram yeah. until he shows me something different. He'll yeah. flash. He'll still he'll flash sometime. And be wow, look at Evan, right? Yeah. And then the next play, he'll drop a ball right in his hands. Yep. Uh, I'm sorry, you know. Um, after four years of this, Jerry, I cannot honestly turn around and say, you know what? Watch for him this year, you know. And when I do, sometimes fooling around with you, I do it. Watch Evan, watch Evan this year, Jerry. You know, yeah. I, you know, you know, I'm fooling. I'm, and I'm rooting for him, dude. I hope it is. Oh, I hope dude. it works. Look, look, Jerry. Look, there isn't a better human being, uh, you know, than you, Evan Ingram. Yeah, I love the guy. You know, I, I know Evan from the locker room before, obviously, COVID. We deal with him on Zoom. There's not a nicer kid on the whole yeah. team. There's not a harder worker than all, on the whole team, Jerry. You know, and if there's one guy you say, damn, after four years, I would love to see him put it together. Yeah. It's him, Jerry. Yep. It's him. Yep. Because he's a great kid. Yeah. And you want to see nothing but good. But you ask me a question. People ask on Twitter. I'm not going to bullshit and give, oh, yeah, because he's a great kid and say, oh, he's going to put it together this year, Jerry. You know, no, yeah. no, I mean, after four years, dude, can I say this is the year? No. Yeah. You know, until he actually does it, to me, you're going to still see the same thing. Yeah. He'll look great one quarter, and then he'll do something stupid. Ball, <laughs> hands not up quick enough. He'll miss a block, or he'll drop a ball, yeah. right? Or he'll fumble in a case, yeah. whatever. And you say, well, that's Evan, right? So. Yeah. That's my answer to that, dude. <laughs> Clearly the, the biggest year of his career because uh, it could lead to a second contract or, you know, this is going to be it. And then we're going to be looking for a backup to Kyle Rudolph next year or a, a contingency plan, I should say. And, Jerry, this coaching staff and this organization, they want him yeah. to get that second contract, dude. They want him on this team. Yeah. Doesn't mean, it's, doesn't mean he's going to be on this team. Yeah. You know, it's a, if it's the same Evan, yeah. again – which we all expect, you got to cut ties, right? You got to cut ties sooner or later. Go, okay, you got five years. We got, you know, the 50 option this year. We got cheap. Now we move on, which is a very strong possibility after the season. But the feeling with Judge, Garrett, the organization is that they want this kid here another four years, three, four years. I'm telling you, Jerry, that's how they yep. love it. They love him. Yep. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, though. So we'll find out, dude. Hey, look, we're right around the corner, dude. We'll start finding out soon. Yep. All right, dude. Anything else you want to discuss before we get to Twitter questions? No, I, I think we caught this, Jerry. Unless I'm forgetting something as far as the, the enthusiasm, why it's so high. Um, yeah, I, I think we covered it, right? I mean, unless there's something else I'm missing, dude. I mean, I'm going to talk about it probably until opening day, but the atmosphere opening day, 415 Denver. Oh, my God. dude, It's yeah. going to be awesome. It's yeah. going to be incredible, dude. There, I mean, it's going to be like that for a lot of for for most stadiums, because people are back. Sure. But with the with the added excitement to what people feel is really unfinished business from last year, because we how the Giants. I'm sorry, the Giants were screwed at the end. Yes, they could have won another game, but being having it taken away the way they did, I'll say it, and you know, people can hit me with you know I'm wrong, but added that add that to it, plus the excitement around the organization and just being back after COVID, I, it's. 
If there was a roof, the, the roof would be blown off MetLife, dude, week one. It's going to be awesome. It might be like that for the Fan Fest, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, really. Right. I might be like it for preseason. I don't even know. Holy crap. You know, yeah. uh, even the Fan Fest, is going to be 50,000 people there. It's Think about awesome. that. Yeah, That's it's insane. Crazy. 50,000. They're like, they'll be signing autographs. I'm like, for how many people? Yeah, I mean, that's insane, you know? Um, so there you go. Forget about opening game, right? Forget about it, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know? be awesome. Absolutely yeah. awesome. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back with your questions. Be right back. And we are back. All right, dude. Uh, thanks for the questions, everybody. Really appreciate you guys having this go. Uh, keep Keep this going. Uh, at a time of year when uh, it's a little, it's slowed down, but we can definitely feel the enthusiasm uh, on Twitter uh, and in mail call as well. The the letters people send in and the emails they send into the Giant Insider to American Sports Media, it's unbelievable. And we just want to thank you. We printed last week, so you should be getting that. If you didn't get it already, you'll probably get it today. I just got an email from someone saying uh, that they got their copy today in Staten Island. So Staten Island is oh, the first. <laughs> Now all of a sudden, Staten Island's getting it quick. <laughs> They're the first. When I lived at Staten Island, I didn't get it for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. That's so funny. Oh. All right. We'll, uh, we'll start off, and I'm starting off at the top. Booker Daniels asked about the podcast. Thanks, buddy. I love yes, Booker. We talked I love about Booker. awesome. Talk about awesome. a knowledgeable football guy. Booker Daniels, one of them. He said it was a master class in seeming transparent without tipping his hand. That's a good point. Like, it was, he said, did you get a chance to listen to the podcast, which we talked about? It was a masterclass in seeming transparent without tipping his hand, Joe Judge. Would welcome anything you guys may have heard or taken away. Yeah, I think we discussed it, Booker. I just yeah. wanted to call out. Uh, that's a good point. Yep. A masterclass in seeming transparent without tipping your hand. So basically, that, that's a really good point, dude. Talking about the kind of coach he is without really giving too much away. Love it, buddy. That's a great analogy, if you call yep. that an analogy. He's a smart dude, that Booker. I thought he was a damn lawyer when we talked to him, remember? Yeah, that's right. I know. That's right. <laughs> He's yep. doing God's work over there. Uh, yeah, he Booker. is. Absolutely. Thank you, Booker, for everything you're doing. Uh, let's see. Joey Z's next up. Uh, say you had the opportunity to give one player on the roster the ability to play at a league MVP level. Other than Daniel Jones, whose performance would give the Giants the best chance of a title run? That's a good question. So if you could... With your powers, Chris, make one giant play at an MVP type of level, not named Daniel Jones, and so that would be the that you think would be the best avenue to the playoffs. Who would it be? Probably Saquon. Yeah, Probably yeah, that's Saquon. a good one. Because he'll, uh, you know he, what? he would yeah. open up so much for the receivers, dude. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm so gonna go. Saqu with, go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry, Jerry. No, I'm yeah. gonna go with the weird one. I was gonna say Andrew Thomas. At an MVP level, like if you if you had a, if, if he played left tackle like Tony Baselli played right tackle, like if he was that good for the then then everything else kind of just falls into place. I'm just mm. I, so that's how I'm like Saquon's going to be Saquon, Jones will be like he, he's not letting me pick Jones, but I I'm going to say Andrew Thomas. If Andrew Thomas can become a premier left tackle, that's who I would choose. He better be. Uh... <laughs> Much improved this year, fourth overall pick. I know. Yeah, I know. We better be looking, you know, we better be going over these games, Jerry, on the podcast. Yeah. And, and not be talking about Andrew Thomas. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like, we can't be starting off talking after the Denver game saying, 
Yeah, Jerry, you know, Thomas struggled, you know, uh, you know, he, he had some fits over there with uh, Bradley Chubb, you know, and all. we can't be talking yeah. about that, dude. Yeah, we're screwed. He's a fourth happened. overall pick. Yep. Okay, so we should be mentioning, the only time me and you should be mentioning Andrew Thomas's name between September and January, Jerry, should be like, hey, Thomas played really solid, played against that guy. Not, hey, did you see Thomas get in the third quarter, you know, he struggled, Jones got hit three times. No, I don't want to hear that crap, dude. Right. <laughs> This right. is year two, and this is a fourth overall pick. Yep. Yeah. So this has got to be, we should be talking about Andrew Thomas, which will be good. Yes. Yeah, I don't want to hear, yeah, Solder had to come in because Thomas was really struggling. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Jerry, if we have to say that during this season, oh, forget we're it. looking at another six and ten year, dude. Yeah. Uh, whatever, six, six and 11. 11 yeah, yeah, whatever. All Seven right. and ten. So. Peter Esposito. Here's a good one. When we talk about the Giants, we we talk about how the Giants will replace defensive tackles production. I don't see much about BJ Hill. Do you guys think he could be a solid contributor in the rotation? He flashed yeah. some last year. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. I thought he I thought he played well in his snaps last year at times. And I think he will I think he could be a, a solid contributor. Yes. So I there's do. there's another question down the line. I saw it before. I liked it, but I I'll see it. I'll, I'll read the guy's name later, but I'll ask you now since we're on the subject. With Dalvin Tomlinson gone, who do you see filling that void? Is it Hill? Is it Johnson? Or is it like a combination? What do you think? Combination. No, Johnson's yeah. going to get more snaps. Yeah. He'll get his snaps will increase. Yeah. And BJ's snaps, you know, he'll get his snaps. You know, so that's what I see right there. Kerry Feliciano, if Will Hernandez has a good year comparatively as Nick Gates did last year, mm. do you think he'll be able to extend him for a similar contract? Or is he going to command a lot more money? That's a good question. I feel like the three years of underperforming could keep him on our budget. Kerry, I understand your reasoning there, but I don't think Will Hernandez or players think that way. I think they think, well, yeah, that's what I did in the past. This is how good I am now. I mean, we can make that argument. I think front office can make that argument. Like, look, you didn't perform for three years. You came into your own year four. But I, you know, I don't know how much water that holds with the player. So, uh, you know, it's not going to be what, what Gates got. It's going to be more than that, I would think. Yeah, it's always a year, year more salary caps and you know, all that stuff, so. That would be yep. a good problem if he's had that type of year, right? Yep. Yep. Let's see. Uh, here we go. Another one. I'm going to ask it, Chris, because we brought it up before. Madi at Madi underscore, underscore Swayze. Hey, Chris and Jerry, are you concerned at all with our offense being led by Jason Garrett? I'm hoping we can take more deep shots down the field, adding screens and wildcat plays. Love you guys. Hashtag giant family. Nice. Nice hashtag. Mm. I mean, let's be honest, Chris. Yeah. Are you concerned still about Jason Garrett? Yeah, I'm not 100% yeah. in on Jason yeah. Garrett, Jerry. Yeah. I'm not going to bullshit. You know, I'm yeah. not going to be a, you know, uh, there's things that, that concern me last year. I mean, we've talked about it a million times. Yeah. Got to get some more pre-snap motion. I think the Giants are like at the bottom three of pre-snap motion. Yeah, got to get that going, you know. But at the same time, let him have Saquon, you know, um, a healthy Saquon, and let's see where we're at. You know, you got, you got some more weapons now. Let's see where Garrett's at. But, is there things I didn't like what Garrett did? Yeah, absolutely, man. Am yeah. I 100% in on Garrett being offensive coordinator? No, but let's give him year two. Let's see what happens. Posty at P underscore Posty. After this season, our biggest free agents are Peppers, Hernandez, Carter, and Ingram. I expect every one of them to have a great year. Okay, cool. Can you <laughs> name in order how to prioritize them? Car I say so. So Peppers, Carter, Will Hernandez, and Ingram. 
His is Peppers, Carter, Will Hernandez, and Ingram. That's what he prioritizes. Yeah, dude, I think you nailed it. I think that's – and you know what? It depends on the season they have. If Ingram explodes, then maybe that changes. But yeah, Peppers yeah. would undoubtedly be one. And then, you know, between Carter, William, and Ingram – Carter, I'm sorry, Will Hernandez and, and Evan Ingram, it's a toss-up as to how this year goes. I would say – I would think now Carter's too, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah, let's see. Let's see what type of year they have, but – if they all have good years at Peppers, right? I mean, Peppers would be big. Yeah. Man, he's a leader on his team too, man. You know, yep. he's developed into a leader on his defense and they love everything about him. So, yep. All right, Chris, this one's for you. Tom Lemmy at Tom SU 44. If we had a crystal ball and knew the giants would go 11 and six this season, mm. won the division. What are the three keys that must happen to make this a reality, Chris? I'll give you three keys. You ready? Yep. Offensive line, offensive line, and offensive line. Yeah, that's amazing, right? That's it. Yep. Right there. Because uh, then it all falls into place after that. I'm sorry. I forgot who asked that question, but that that's it. Tom that's Lemmy. It. Tom Lemmy. Uh, Tom, that's it in a nutshell, buddy. Right there. Let's see. Doug Revit at Slippery42. <laughs> After all the follow, after all the glowing reports pre-draft and post-draft by writers with rose-colored glasses, what two players will you take extra time evaluating above the others? If there's any, Chris, do you? Who are you? I guess out of the draft picks, who out are the, the two? You're, yeah, oh. at, who are the two you're most interested in evaluating? Mm. Aziz and Aaron Robinson. Yeah. That's a, they're, they're, they're good ones because uh, it's easier. Everyone's excited about. Mm. And Robinson, you said it. Kid's big. And mm. it's going to be interesting to see what they do with him. And, you know, outside, slot, maybe both. Should be fun to watch. It'll be both, Jerry. Yeah. It'll be both. Yep. Uh, Nick Brennan. Hey, guys. At the judge's appearance on that pod yesterday, do you think Chris could ever get him on your podcast? Maybe next offseason would be cool. How about mm. this, Chris? I'll say Working this. Working on it. Chris just... Like we just got to get him back into that locker room. That's it. I don't, you know, that's that. Then, then everything's all things are possible. There you go. I'll say that. John Mara is a possibility with Chris in that locker room. How about that? So. Working on it, buddy. Working on it. Yep. Uh, Nico Sanchez. How how expanded of a role can we realistically expect Kadarius Tony in and out of the out of, out of the gate? Will he be as integral to the offense uh, as say Shepard was in his rookie year? Hmm. So how much of Probably a role not. will Tony get early on, you think? I, I, you know, he'll get his 15, 20 snaps, Jerry. Yeah. You know? Um, obviously not going to have a huge role right off, out of the gate. Not with Shep Slayton and um, Galladay, you know? Yeah. But let it work it as the season goes along. You know, he's going to have – he's going to have – there's going to be a package for him, though. You know, there's going to be plays for him. You know, out of the slot. Look, Jerry, he's a nightmare in a slot. Yeah. Wait till the league – now, the league's going to have to catch up to him, Right. So what you might see, say they played them in the first game. Mm. Although Vic Fangio is pretty smart, that guy. But they don't obviously know what. But at the beginning of the year, Jerry, you're gonna see, you'll see a lot of man, obviously, on Kadarius and the Giants, if they're smart, which they you know, like to think they are. Garrett, you have him in a slot. He's a slot matchup nightmare, dude. Yeah. So until the league starts adjusting to that, I think the Giants could take advantage of some nice hits with Kadarius at the beginning of the year until the league starts seeing, whoa, we got to start bracketing this guy in a slot at times because he just because he's going to be tough to cover, dude, one-on-one. He yeah. is tough to cover. Now, don't get me wrong. This is the NFL now. You know, you're not playing Mississippi. 
Okay. Mm. Everybody's good in this league. Okay. Yeah, so right. there'll be guys matched up. Now, I'm not saying nobody, you know, nobody's going to be able to. All I'm saying is that he's he's a matchup night, man. And, you know, guys are going to have a hard time covering him one on one, man, out of that slot. I would be I would be looking to exploit that Jerry a lot at the beginning, especially that first game, and then that quick turnaround against the Redskins, uh, Washington football team, Jerry. Yeah, I'd be looking to exploit that quick yeah. until the league starts. You know, because once you start putting stuff on film, yeah, they figure then it out. coordinators start going, all right, we're gonna do this, this, this. Yeah. You know, but get him at the beginning of the year with Kadarius. I think Kadarius could be big. Yep. Yeah. In the month of September, Jerry, until the league starts figuring out, then they start adjusting to him and all that. So. If I'm Garrett, Judge, right now, I'm sitting in Quest Diagnostics, right, Jerry? Yeah. And I'm up in the office, and it's me, Judge, and Garrett. As Chris, it should be. What, what, yeah. <laughs> Chris, what, oh, I'll tell you what, Coach. This is what we should be doing. What's that? All right, Chris, I think we're going to do it. And uh, Jason, do me a favor. Shut up, please, one second. Just <laughs> l- l- let me hear this out. L- hear me out before you start putting your three-yard curls in, Okay. Okay. We're going to exploit Kadarius Tony. We're going to go to him that first game. We're going to exploit those matchups. And so they start adjusting to it. Yeah. That's what I would be doing with this kid because, Jerry, he is a nightmare in that slot. I'm telling you, he's going to be a matchup nightmare. So get him early. And then, you know, let's, let's see. Let's see how the, the season goes. Let's see. Jerry, let's see how he does in preseason. Let's see how he does in camp, yeah. you know, and then we'll move on from there. But this kid could be a big weapon at the beginning of the year. I'm telling you, man. Matthew Cochran with a two-part question. Who will be the sack leader for the Giants? And also, who will have the most takeaways? No. No, I mean, prediction. Sack leader should be Leo. Again. Mm. Most takeaways? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, You know what? Let's go with Bradbury with five or six picks. I'm going to say they're going to avoid him more. Um, I'm going to go with... Adoree. I'm going to go with... (laughs) I'm saying Xavier McKinney is going to lead the team in interceptions. How about that? Surprising. I don't care. I'm putting it out there. And sacks, yeah, the easy one, I guess, Leonard Williams. That's what makes the most sense. I don't know. It's a tough one, man. I want to say, like, Aziz Ojolari, but... Oh, like, boy. If that was the case, that would be... a rookie to get that. <laughs> Jerry, if that guy is the leader to sack, boy, what a, this defense is going to be something else, man. All right. Rob Ford, I'm not naming 11 on each side of the ball, but I'll name a couple. What's your worst possible starting offense and defense based on the players who have started at least one game for the Giants in the last 10 years? Hashtag UK buffoon crew. Dude, we can't name 11 on each, but I'll tell you right now. Uh, it's not, I, mean, I don't even think it's been 10 years, but I've been scarred by it for so long. I'll say CC Brown, I thought was one of the worst defenders I've ever seen. And on offense, I, I really. Joe Pasachi? <laughs> <laughs> yes, a little before me, right? Yeah, you, you can throw names like that. I mean, you know, I, I'll try and say relevant over the last 10 years. Of all the linemen that they've had, the bad ones, and there's, you know, there's John Jerry, there's Marshall Newhouse, and Bobby Hart. I really believe Patrick Omame was in a class by himself. I just, <laughs> he was terrible. Um, so I'm going to go with those two. I don't know. I, I don't like killing these guys, but you asked, Rob, uh, and I'm going to give you those two. And I'm sure we're missing about freaking 10 other ones. Yeah, I mean, there's so I just can't many. think of them right now, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, oh wait a minute. Uh, who was the receiver? 83. Couldn't catch anything. It was like 2015. Oh, yeah. Oh, I tried to block it from memory. Oh, I've done a pretty good man. job of it. I don't. I, I want to say, oh, man, Preston something or something. 
I forget his name. Yeah. Anyway. I'm so bad with names, man. Yeah. You know, it, you remember the good names a lot more than the bad ones. Um, anyway, that guy was up there. Uh, Dan Houseman sending in a, a picture of Robert Plant wearing a mechanics uniform, and it says, you need coolant. Baby, I'm not fooling. Nice. Okay. Led Zeppelin reference. Good job, buddy. Uh, so our, our producer, uh, Bob Sagendorf, sends in a question, Chris. Oh, he's such a, a tomato. <laughs> asking us, who are our top two safeties of all time? And one of them has to be Jimmy Patton. <laughs> Basically, we have to say Jimmy Patton and another guy. All right. So I'll, I'll start with this. Bob. It's very hard. Like, I'm sitting here staring at a picture of Mel Hine, who's like the Giants' all-time center. Mel Hine was 210 pounds. So, like, we have to – like, there's no way he could be the center, like, right now. Like, even Bart Oates was light for now, right? Like, yeah. it, it's so hard in football, right? So, I guess we'll have to say for their era, right? I would not pick Jimmy Patton, so you can get mad. I would say – Jimmy Patton. <laughs> I would say Emlyn Tennell's one because he's the second – you know, I mean, the, read up on the guy if you don't know who he is, guys. It's an amazing giant, probably a top three giant, second all-time in interceptions, offense on defense, they called him. Uh, he was punt returner, ridiculous player. So I would have to say him. And then if I had another safety, safety's weird for the Giants. God, I like what we have now. But I'd have to, I'd have to go, if I could pick one, I'd have to go with Entrell Roll. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I'm sure I mean, that's debatable, dude. You could say Spider yeah. Lockhart. I mean, there's a lot, dude. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's 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 a good one, though. Antrell was unbelievable. Tough one. Who do you got, Chris? Yeah, Anybody? Tough one. Nah, I, I can't even think of these. Jimmy Patton. I can't, yeah, I got Jimmy Patton and uh, Sagendorf <laughs> with these questions. And right. by the way, Sagendorf sent it via 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 DM. That's a no no, buddy. You have to send them like everybody else, Bob. Yeah, I guess he thinks he's somebody special. Next yeah. time, you're not gonna get your question read, tomato. <laughs> <laughs> all right so brian fitzgerald like these guys this is a good all right so there's a suggestion for another podcast right so oh, if you ever put together your giants all-time team who would you pluck from history for each position blah 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 that could be a pot of its own on a slow week maybe we will do that brian we obviously can't do it right now i did write an article on it brian uh last year if you if you were uh if you're a subscriber so i did put that out there but maybe that's something we could uh we could do jerry uh, question for you yes What's one guy that you feel should have his number retired that doesn't? Oh, somebody asked that. Uh, I missed it. Or I didn't get to it yet. Somebody asked that? Yeah. When? Uh, Today? Uh, yep. Hang on. Oh. Let me, whoever that is, we're thinking alike, whoever that is. <laughs> you know what? Godfather. Oh, the Godfather of Brooklyn. Is this your burner account? Godfather of Brooklyn. See hey, that? Brooklyn? See that Brooklyn connection there? See that? It's like you guys are telling That's unbelievable. He says, hey, Chris and Jerry, give me one former giant. Would you like to see have their jersey retired mm. and one to have their name added to the ring of honor? Mm. All right, so you want me to tell you what jersey retired? Well, you go, you know what? Since it's a question now, which I didn't yeah. know, what, what, answer what? both. Go ahead. Jersey retired? I because there's a ring of honor, I'm not big on the jersey retirement anymore. But if I had All to right, pick answer one, the question, guys. Okay. Please. I would it's between two. It's between Carson and Strahan. And I'd err on the side of of Oh, I, it's almost a coin flip. I, I'd rather see Harry Carson's retired. That and that's tough, dude. That's not a not a wrong decision if the Giants would do Strahan instead. Yep. Added to the Ring of Honor, I think I've said it before. Yeah, I think we you, talked about this. Make the pick, guys. You tell me. Spider Lockhart, 
John Mendenhall, Leonard Marshall, like, you know, Leonard Marshall, for whatever reason, is not in there. The Giants need to honor those Warriors in the 60s and 70s where Chris sat in that stadium in the 70s, yeah. at least. You're right. You're right. Uh, you know, these, it was not their fault that the Giants stunk. Like Spider Lockhart, <laughs> John yeah. Mendenhall. And hell, you want to throw Jack Gregory up there, too? Yeah, Go Jack ahead. The Jets, good, the Jets put up guys who just wore the uniform for a day or two. Like, yeah. we have good players who played then who were on the play with the worst offenses who haven't been honored. So one, pick one. I don't care. Yeah. One of those guys. Yeah. I'm, uh, for the Ring of Honor, Jerry, I've been pretty consistent with this. I, I'm going to stick with Lenny Marshall. Yeah. You know? Right. But, Jerry, like you said, the men in the halls, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. But and you saw men in the hall play live. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. John was some ball player. But, um, you know, I, I'll stick with the Lenny Marshall. You know, yeah. I, 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 I really believe he belongs in that Ring of Honor. He was a phenomenal giant, man. Championship and all that. And, um. The one jersey I want to see retired, you know. Look, look, I'm not gonna lie. You know, it's a, it's a, it's it's a favoritism type thing, and it's Carl Banks. You yeah. know, yeah. Uh, you know, so I would like to see Carl's number. Retired. Yeah, I get it, dude. Because when you so. see guys wear 58 or 53, it's like you better be good, dude. You better be friggin' good. Yeah, yeah. Like, so. you know, a couple guys wore 53 over the years. It was like, uh, okay, great, really. We're gonna just give that out to that person. Can you think this one through? <laughs> yeah. I would like to see those numbers retired. 53, 58. I really I the, would. The first 58 after Banks was a guy named, I think, Pete Schufelt. And it was like, really? He gets 58? The Come on. I, the only one I kind of liked the war was Antonio. You know? Yeah, that's fine. Right. And, yeah, he, he, and fine. he knew yeah. and he understood what it was wearing that number. Yeah. He, just, he would yeah. say it. Yeah. And so. Right. Good one. The Godfather of Brooklyn. Godfather of Brooklyn. Get me all fired up. <laughs> <laughs> um here's a good question dude <laughs> this is just some dude at new york giants underscore let's go what if and hear me out what if sam beal is actually good <laughs> that's his question oh <laughs> well, there you go there's another corner oh god yeah oh, that's go. great no. all right we'll do a few more uh we did we kind of did the win-loss record but oh wow and he even brings up yeah fans are smart they, they have the, the pulse of the people here gpa 15 asking about you know who would be in the ring of honor and then what's a reasonable win uh, expectation for this season yeah we we basically both said i think 10 and 7 11 and 6. um here we go mike williams at mike williams 378 i love asking you these questions chris Me? which current oh. giant could you have the most extensive led zeppelin focused conversation with hashtag buffoon crew chris do you have any idea of all the current giants, which current giant could you have the most extensive Led Zeppelin focused conversation with? Mm. Probably, uh, which current giant? Wow. I would probably have to say Nick Gates. That's ah, exactly what I was thinking, dude. Good one. Nice. I was probably, uh, it would have been Zeitler before yeah. that, but obviously yeah. Kevin's gone. Yeah. Um, which we actually, actually, uh, Zyla, we actually had conversation once about some band it wasn't Zeppelin it was somebody he liked I forgot yeah. who it was now but um somebody was a Metallica guy uh that was a that was Mark Colombo that's right that's right yeah, yeah. which is he's long launched yeah uh, yeah he's like I, I guess the song Leper Messiah could be uh nice there you go could be connected to well, Mark Colombo right about now <laughs> nice job master of puppets uh, reference good for you uh, so there you go um so yeah guys, we're, not, we're not just football guys 
What was that? I said we're not just football. Not know. just football here. No, no we're not just leopard messiah. We're bringing some. We'll hit with some Metallicos if if we have to. Uh, by the so way, dude, on a, real quick. By the way, dude, can I ask you something? Yeah, yeah, good. That you're an Irish guy, you know. I'm more Italian, but go ahead. How's that guy? I'm, my mom was 100% Italian. And your father was what? My father was German Irish. All right, so how's that make you more Italian? Because you're half Perce- and half. I mean, uh, no, percentage wise, I'm more Italian. All right, guy. Uh, what's your last name, guy? Yeah, I know. I'm Irish in name. All right, so stop that crap. Okay. All, right, all, right, all, right. all right, so listen. Yes. Since you're Irish, all right, let's leave it at this. Since you're hmm. Irish, hmm. am I, is that correct to say? Is that fair to say now? Yes, I am Irish, yes. Okay. I would gather that you're a big U2 guy? Uh, big enough, but not. They're, uh, they're top 15. Wow. Yeah. I mean, really? I, I like metal more. I, I like U2, but I like. Can't believe, I thought all Irish guys loved U2. I, 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 lo- I love them with a passion. I'm not even Irish. Tells you how Italian I am, Chris. <laughs> yeah. No, I, no, I think that kind of tells me about your uh, no, it's my selection. Now. No, like, I, I'm I, a little concerned about that one right there. But like, yeah. if I had to go top five, right, real quick, I'll go Zeppelin, Metallica, and then the other ones kind of change, dude. It's like like Van Halen's up there, ACDC, but then like the hair bands come into play. Like, I, I gotta admit, like I'm an '80s hair band idiot, like Motley Crue, you know, Poison. Even I don't care. I'll say it out loud, <laughs> right? Like, there's there's bands where I like where I kind of cringe. I was going to say real quick, A&E had a special on Kiss the last two and a half, uh, three weekends. Did you watch it at all? Or do you, were you no, a Kiss I never, guy? I was never really a Kiss guy. I, I, I learned, I'll say this, everything I thought over the years, Ace Frehley was the most talented of the four. No. But yeah, I'll know. go with that. Yeah. I, I'll agree with that. And yeah. probably my favorite member of Kiss. Just, it was a, hmm. you know, I mean, he had some problems, but part of it, that's what's kind yeah. of entertaining, but... Anyway, for, for as far as top five, it's and it's you know Springsteen's up there too. So it's oh, like, yeah, wait a minute, you're a Jersey guy. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, old Jersey guy. How about Bon Jovi? I'm sure that's your boy too. Yeah, like, no, I was no? never a huge Bon Jovi guy. Wow, no. surprised. I know Springsteen's got to be a guy. Don't start. Don't start your crap. You know Springsteen's yeah, no, your no. guy. Yeah, right. But like, then then you like talk about like your probably your era, right? Like Sabbath, like Ozzy. Is top five. Ozzy would be up there too, but I I throw Sabbath with Ozzy, right? Yeah. Everything they did together. Yeah. Um, Iron Maiden, Judas Priest. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, you too. Sorry guys, that that's like top. 15. I'm a little surprised by that. I thought all Irish guys were like you know, you know they, is, they all want to like, fly to Dublin and see you too uh, at the park there, that famous park in Ireland, and, and it's I'd rather see him at the Jersey Shore. <laughs> it's like. Like where the streets have no name, and that's on. I used to, okay. How about this? How about this? How about what this? a weirdo you are! I know, and, and you guys, so you guys pick up on this. How is an Irish guy not a YouTube fan? Man, you are one strange dude. You guys can ask the. You guys can start bringing this stuff up. Do you, I'll ask you all, and maybe you can respond to it. Do you guys have, have song rituals going into the stadium? Right, like every time I exited the turnpike, right, going into 16W. I would start with the street where the streets have no name, right? So I like you two and I like like that song enough, but I'm not a huge U2 guy, right? I would love to enter Giant Stadium slash MetLife with that playing in the background. I, and it's very buffoonish and but I that's what what I did. So I'll ask you all, any yeah. stupid song rituals like that. 
I'm sure this follows being as smart as they are. I'm sure they're all going to say, yeah, Cashmere, Immigrant yeah, oh, right. Song. Right. Yeah, it's going to be all Zeppelin, I'm sure. So. A lot of Zeppelin, sure, at a tailgate. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. You know, it was another very popular band at, at a tailgate, Jerry. A very popular I should say, is a very popular band. Van Halen. Van Halen's like number one. Oh, yes. Van Halen's got to be number one. Dave, David Lee Roth, Van Halen is like you. Un, unchanged, right? dancing night away, all of Oh, them. my God. It's all you hear at when well, I used to tailgate all the time. That's all you see with Van Halen, blasted all the time. You walk through a parking lot, and you're hearing yeah. Eruption and all kinds of Van Halen songs, dude. It's It's got to be the number one tailgate band. Absolutely. All right. Sorry. Sorry to go off on that tangent, guys, but gives you I a just, little in-depth I, look. I put it on Twitter the other day, Jerry, and uh, anybody that tailgates by the Pepsi, you know, by the press box entrance, uh, better be reaching out to me so I could grub some free food on the sure. way in. Deserve it. Um, Absolutely. Uh, on the way into the stadium. You know what I mean? So uh, people better be reaching out before that demo game. That's right. I'm going to if you don't reach out. Uh, I expect some, you know, hey, Chris, yeah, I stuff my face with things, stuff my face with that. Yeah. Dude, you can yep. probably eat well before you go in the stadium. Yeah, it's better than eating a chicken fries and, uh, <laughs> and, and fingers and fries in the stadium. That's awesome. <laughs> in the press box, it's better than that. All right, we'll go a couple more. Tim at the Giants, good yet. What other player in the division would you steal and put on the Giants just for this season? That's a good question. Chase Young. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it's hard to think of anybody else who'd be – yeah, that's I'll just one. shoot my. I'm just shooting one off quick. <laughs> no, that's a really good one. I'm trying to think. Like I'm looking even on Dallas. Dak. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd you say Dak? Dak? Yeah. No. Never a Dak guy. That's tough. Yeah. That's know. a that's a great question though, right? It really is. Well, you think you think about a guy maybe that's a, that double digit sack guy. So I'll go with uh, Chase Young or even Montez Sweat. I'll even go with him. What about your boy from uh, Dallas, linebacker? ND. No, no, I'm all right. I'm all right with Blake. Wow. Yeah, I'm all right. All right. Not the number one. I mean, I, obviously, that's a guy I would like to steal, but not number one. I'll be thinking about that double digit sack guy, dude. Yeah, Chase Young, because he's in his year, second year, too. That's yeah, a good one, dude. Come on, man. You go, tell me what one year you wouldn't want Chase on the team, right? Opposite yeah. Leo and Aziz and X and <laughs> Lorenzo. Proud Joe Judgian, last question. Would you rather only be able to listen to Kadarius Tony's music? Or never be able to listen to Zeppelin again? That's a good question. <laughs> so if you can only listen to Kadarius. I'll listen to Kadarius. I'll listen to Kadarius. There you go. I, I never listen to Kadarius music. Though. I don't really know. Is right. it any good? I, don't, I, I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm sure no he's not clue. Biggie Smalls. Right. You know. Uh, yet, anyway. So does rap Does rap make your tailgate list? Rap, certain rap, definitely without question. Look. Who? Rap? Yeah. Definitely without question. Yeah, me too. Biggie? Mm-hmm. All right, probably be Biggie. That would be, that would be. Uh, so wait, what's Big Chris? Name. Say Big Chris again. Was that Big Chris? That's how you know him. How I know him? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's Big Chris. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, nice. Um, yeah, I'd probably it'd probably be Biggie, but that would be my number one for rap. Okay. Yeah, my my uh, Public Enemy for me. That that makes our tailgate list. Ton of songs from Public Enemy. Chuck D, baby, Brooklyn. And you know what? Probably Cube. Probably Cube would be second. Yes. Okay. Cube would be second. Yep. Nice. There you go. See, guys? More than football. All right, dude. Anything else you want to talk about? 
No, I'm at opera now. When I get in, <laughs> no, that's it. Uh, Andrea Bocelli, buddy. <laughs> I don't know nothing about opera. Though. I'm only kidding around. So uh, yeah. So listen, we'll talk next week, man. Good stuff, man. Awesome time. All right, guys. To order a subscription to the Giant Insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com. Go to magster.com for a digital subscription, M-A-G-Z-T-E-R, and download the Giant Insider app from the App Store. There's some issues with the app that they are working on, so that'll be fixed soon. We printed already, like I said, should be getting it any day, and then our next issue is going to be August 9th with a lot of camp updates, hopefully. All right, guys. Thanks for everything. Remember, Sundays are Giant Days. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody.